Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. This is the Material Podcast After Dark Edition. Once again, I am your host, Florence Ion, here showing up and calling in for episode number 268. And I'm here with my with my fellow night DJ and co-host, Andy Anako. Good evening, Andy. Yes, we have our after we, we are we are uh, after the watershed hour, as they say on TV. So like we can say words like bottom. Because all the children <laughs> who are, it is technically a, well, it's technically a school night. It's Thursday night. See, the, what shocked me the most about that viral uh, picture of like students in Georgia, like filling the oh, halls God. without masks. Oh, like, yeah. I, I, have, I have to say that number two was, oh my God, they shouldn't be like in the hallways without masks, without social distancing. Number one was ki- ki- kids have to be in school like in the first couple of weeks of August now. Because I, I remember that was like, you don't even think about it until Labor Day. When I was growing up, it was like Labor Day and then probably the Labor week Day, after. Usually. Yeah. Or here we would start the Thursday before Labor Day, which was really weird. We'd have like two days to like get into school, you know, just like feel it out. And then you get, you know, bam, a full week. Uh, I, I thought it was very interesting that that was like the other conversation that came out of <laughs> that picture. It was like, hey. Nobody's wearing any masks. B, kids are in school now. Um, yeah, kids are in school now. It is ridiculously hot in the Bay Area right now. And it's just feeling like one of those really wild summer nights. You know what I mean, Andy? Right. It's just like, it's it's still really warm outside. There's streaks of orange in the sky right now, which is kind of amazing. Uh, it's actually quite quite pretty. And it just feels like very summery. So I don't know. I'm feeling really casual today, which is maybe, I don't know. We'll see how that fares because I feel like our news is what we're going to talk about today is very not casual, (laughs) not even business casual. (laughs) It's like sometimes, see, it's uh, listeners have uh, are are used to like the the new episodes dropping Thursday or Friday. We always plan mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Sometimes, like through our work schedules, it works best that week for us to do it like later on Wednesday. And then sometimes, like this week, it's a combination of the two, where instead of like recording early in the afternoon, which is normal, like one or one of us says, "Oh, actually, I'm uh, I'm I'm nearly done with the deadline. Can we record like late in the afternoon or early dinner?" And oh, sure, no problem, no problem, problem. And then it turns out that oh, well, this big huge piece of news that we would not have been able to talk about happens and then so <laughs> and so not only had we like already said okay well, let's do this on thursday then another huge piece of news happens that makes us you know it's a little it's a little bit of kismet a little bit of planning either way it's like oh my god if we had if we had recorded at 1 30 on wednesday we would have no show this week <laughs> and while we have deadlines too so it's just been very it's always interesting how very busy time of the year this becomes. You know, you get your very nice, lazy summer. And then <laughs> as soon as kind of the school, I guess this year, the proverbial school doors open. <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about reality because I think some of us, so, some of our listeners listen to us to get an escape. <laughs> Which I'm really sorry because if you're listening to us to get an escape, I know sometimes we kind of like hit you in the face with reality, but it is what it is. Uh, this is also Material Podcast is also a support group where you check yes. in every week. <laughs> and if you want to be here, just hit the download button in your podcast app. Um, Andy, this continues week number 
17,033 of people complaining to me about the YouTube music switchover, which I haven't I haven't felt any of because, again, I have my other means, my other ways. But I really feel for you folks who are going through this right now because I feel like I I really need to show up for my friends during this time. Yes, and God God bless you for that, Florence Ion. (laughs) I won't sit here and tell you. Why didn't you just get Spotify in 2011 like yeah. I did? <laughs> you see, because, you see, because I mean, it's uh, all we. Here, here's here's what like competition in the marketplace is supposed to be like. It's oh. it's supposed to work like look look we've got Apple Music, we've got Spotify, we've got Google Play Music, and that means that all three of these people who are. Uh, working mightily to capture as much of this valuable and influential market as possible are going to keep trying to top each other with better features, better content, better apps, better pricing, better deals, better plans, better library. Exactly. And it's, it hasn't now, this is the second time that really hasn't worked that way. Now, first it started off with all three of these organizations seemingly just being content to say, Playback works? Yes. We have a search button? Yeah. People can do playlists? Yeah. People can share playlists? Yeah. I mean, I, I got so many other things that I can be working. I mean, you know, we got <laughs> these device Push it live, right? Freddie. Just it's push like, it yeah. live. And so, and then because they almost all of them have the exact same, like, content library, it's like whichever one you happen to have been using at the time when you clicked a button, when you're at your your lowest like sales resistance. It's like resistance. grocery shopping. You can go do it at the bodega, the crappy bodega around the corner just because it's right there. Or you can go up the street to the big box grocery store. Either way, you're going to end up with food. Yeah, or or, or uh, maybe, maybe I'd put it more like milk. Or it's like, why? Oh. I, I go Sometimes I go to the grocery store and I say, why are there four different brands of like cow milk? Like, is there like? <laughs> there's four different brands of cow. Yeah, well, it's, it's like I, mean, I can understand why there's almond milk, almond milk, there's soy milk, there's coconut milk, but it's like, yeah, did they build have have they built a special kind of cow that makes a tastier kind of milk? I don't, I I don't know. Right, and so right. and so that's how that so I I wound up using like Google Play Music as my standard, chiefly because I was getting it free with like premium YouTube, and that's it. Right, and so so that's failure number one of a competitive market. Failure number two is what we're looking at, what I'm experiencing in 2020 because uh, I'm uh, where I uh, YouTube Music sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> it should not have been. It's it's been. I know it's it's even been around for a while, a couple of years, and only this it became really relevant this year because Google was uh, making it very very clear that hey we're about to turn off Google Play Music. And my thought at earlier in the year would have been, well, I know they said that they want to do it in 2020, but clearly they're not going to because <laughs> YouTube music is an absolute, in absolutely no shape whatsoever to take over the ready. role. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so Google's response has been said, we've heard your complaints. We're, we're listening to you and we understand that there are deficiencies. We just don't know how that's relevant to our decision to turn off the music service that's working for you and force you onto one that absolutely sucks. And, we're, and I'm not talking about what people complain about. Oh, what's wrong with Gmail? This button that used to be second from the top is now third from the top and it's a little bit narrower. Ah, ah, ah. I'm talking about 
hi, um, I can't play any of my uploaded music. Oh, well, we don't let you uh, play any of your uploaded music. Oh, um, well, also, um, I usually keep like my exercise playlist on my Wear OS watch, which is a hardware platform built by you guys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we don't have that support doing yet. Oh, and and also, um, it seems like all of my YouTube playlists and all of my music playlists are, yeah, that's, we don't have a problem with that. And it's like, eh. uh, so they're, they're still doing it. They've they even gone so far as uh, uh, Ars Technica uh, <laughs> had a talk with uh, the product manager, Brandon Belinsky. Right. <laughs> and this, I'm going to, uh, which is worth reading because it is so depressing. And this, they asked exactly the sort of question that uh, that I would have asked, which is, well, what is the what are you what are you delivering to users by transitioning to YouTube Music? Like, what is the point and the focus of YouTube Music? And so this is a uh, quote. We were also able to have a brief cat. The main message we got was that the YouTube music transition is more about merging branding and infrastructure than it is about a shift in strategy or making a more hardline stance on paid subscriptions. Uh, so, yeah, so not, not, so not only all of that, but I have to make sure I, re I really have to make sure that I download all of my purchased music because they're also turning off like uh, uh purchase you can't you can no longer buy music through the play store which is terrible because there have been a number 99.9 percent .9 of all the music in all these libraries is exactly identical however there will always be that one little weird uh, title uh like there was a uh a, a movie one of those one of those movies that from the 70s that is very very well known to people who are fans of a certain genre and i read about this in some on a movie blog and it and there was oh and the soundtrack was really really influential because a lot of like what fed into like hip hop was it was, it was like one of the, the one of the soundtracks that you have to own uh, you had to own back then and that influenced a lot of people and of course i couldn't it's out of print couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, the only, I think the Google Play Music was the only uh, service that not only had it for streaming, but also had it for purchase. So I bought it through that thing. And uh, it's that the, the, the sell through that, oh no, we're, this isn't about you. This is about us wanting to strengthen, d get rid of a brand that is not doing anything for us and add it to a brand that we can make more valuable for us. That's really, really terrible. And so I really have to, if not for the fact that I would I would be buying YouTube Premium just for all I want from that is the ability to not see ads on YouTube. That is so you give me any streaming service, video or audio, and say for X dollars more per month, you will never see an ad on our platform. You I don't even have to know practically how much you're going to charge for me. But now I have to I feel as though for my streaming music, I have to leave Google. I have to leave Google Play Music slash YouTube Music because it's just totally useless as a service. So and here we get back to where competition is failing. So, OK, well, great. So that means you can choose between Spotify or Apple Music. And I'm also my, my next statement is, well, I also can't use Apple Music because the last time I let Apple Music uh, have any view into like how I play my music. It wanted to totally screw up like my, my, my PC based, like the, the, the music library, uh, my music collection that I actually had on my machine. So I do not want Apple to ever have access to that at all. Mm. So I'm, so I'm going to have to switch to a, a Spotify account only because it's the only one <laughs> 
you know what? I just can't, I just realized I'm switching to Spotify, not because I've used all three and it's the best of the three. It's because I have never really used Spotify. And so it, I don't have any track record of it hurting me ever. I kind of feel like, um, by the way, just so everybody knows what's going on here at the Flow household. My baby is growing bloody mortar right now from <laughs> teething. It's <laughs> trying very hard not to pay attention to it. But anyway, um, yeah. So I think it's a very interesting thing that everybody is just feeling really lost on this. Um, I had a similar like conversation with my mom the other night. She wanted to know if she could download offline music on YouTube music. And I like... I couldn't tell you. And I kind of thought about just how these streaming services have become really, um, they become very different from the way that we were consuming music 10 years ago, <laughs> let's just say, because this really, this really started to take hold about 10 years ago, this idea of streaming music. It's really, uh, it's kind of disconcerting because it makes me, you know, I don't want to sound like one of those tech people who is scared of the future, you know, doesn't want things to change, that kind of thing. But I also kind of feel like this is becoming a disservice to music. <laughs> I, and I, you know, I'm laughing because I feel like, oh, God, I, it must sound like I'm, you know, just speaking in absolute hyperbole. But I, I do feel that way. You know, you take away the idea of ownership from music. What does it mean to the person who's consuming it? And it's making me really want to go back to a time where I had to procure every individual MP3 to have it on me. I had to go to some very weird places on the internet to find <laughs> like, you know, live concert recordings. So be it. If if that's what we have to go back to so that I can get some semblance of ownership over this stuff, fine. Um, the way I kind of feel YouTube music is going to go is it's YouTube is such a and I feel like that comes across in our podcast, too, when we talk about, like, YouTube versus Google. Like, they really are two different entities. And it's getting harder and harder to have them operate as, like, one brand. I actually think that the, what they should do is break up, <laughs> ultimately. Yeah. Seriously. Because Google Play Music was supposed to be the Android music solution. It was It was our iTunes, whatever the heck it was supposed to be. And YouTube music is not that. It is just the melding of a completely different world. Um, and I, I don't see this going badly for YouTube because I think it's just going to be, I mean, so many people consume music just through YouTube playlists. So it makes sense. Uh, but I do think that it's going to, um, you know, I really want to see something new. I'm just so tired of the basic players. Yeah. I just feel like there's been... there. Listen, I know it's a buzzword, but I just feel like there's been no innovation in this space. It's just kind of a keeping the keeping the boat on the water, but it's not really going anywhere sort of thing. Um, kind of like the the cruise ship workers who are stuck out at sea. <laughs> Sorry, Google that if you're wondering what I'm talking about. There's an article about it in the Washington Post. It's a little disconcerting. Um, and <laughs> Yeah, I, I won't, and I, I won't, I won't go into it again. But yeah, that the biggest, the the biggest plus for, by far of like buying my own music and maintaining my own library is that it's just a file. I can choose what kind of even on my phone. I can decide. Well, here are eight different play apps that play music files. Which one do I like the best? 
And when it comes time Pulsar. to like buy a third party good. music player, no problem. When it comes time to stream it, no problem. And that's that's the thing that annoys me. Like Sony, most of all. Sony, Sony should just make up for all of the transgressions that it did in the early aughts. It tried really hard with its own line of MP3 players. I owned one of those MP3 players. All right. That software was atrocious. It made me cry <laughs> the first day I used it. Um, and yes, I did cry about a lot of things back then, but especially <laughs> if software was not user-friendly, I cried about oh, it. Oh, Dylan, it was very frustrating. don't pout. I let, <laughs> let Florence <laughs> clasp you and, 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 and hug all the, all, the, all, the, all the trauma away. <laughs> so you know it's just um i'm waiting waiting for some innovation yep uh, well is this i feel like this is a good time for us to maybe take a little break perhaps yes take a little rest because we have a really <laughs> big piece of pie coming up <laughs> this episode is brought to you by pingdom from solar winds today's internet users expect a fast web experience no matter how good your content or how effective your marketing, they'll most likely bounce if your website is loading too slow. With real user monitoring from Pingdom, you can discover how website performance issues affect your visitors' experience so you can take action before your business is impacted. How your visitors experience your website differs depending on the browser, device, and platform they use, so you want to identify how visitors are experiencing your website so you can make informed optimizations and deliver a great performance to those who matter most. Real user monitoring is an event-based solution, so it's built for scalability, meaning you can monitor millions of page views without compromising the fidelity of your historical data or breaking the bank in the process. Get live visitor insights today with real user monitoring from Pingdom. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then, when you sign up, use the code MATERIAL at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of the Material Podcast and Relay FM. If you don't already have a bucket of popcorn in front of you, I suggest that you put a pause on this podcast. Go make yourself some popcorn or whatever snack you like to eat when you're watching drama unfold. Because that's exactly what we're going to get into. We're going to get into some epic drama um this is exciting this is this is good this is good tech drama this is the kind of thing that we need to you know really really keep us distracted from what's really making us cry every single day <laughs> um, so if you were on the internet on thursday uh august 13th you may have heard Something going down between Epic Games and Apple and Google. Now, we're, we are going to focus on like the Google kind of part of this, but it all is kind of interlaced. So for those that don't know, Fortnite, the game where that flossing dance came from. <laughs> oh, my God. I sound like such an old. That flossing dance came from. The kids are doing these. I'm sorry. <laughs> With their flared trousers and, and, and the youths <laughs> and their long hair. Okay, so Fortnite, it's this free-to-play game, um, and it makes a ton of money through in-app purchases. And 
Was it Fortnite or was it PUBG that had a Samsung inc- exclusive? I think it was PUBG. Okay, sorry. That's a different game. Never mind then. Um, anyway, what happened today was that Epic Games snuck through a minor update to Fortnite on both the Google Play Store and the Apple App Stores. This update allowed players to make purchases directly from Epic, bypassing the app stores on both the Google and Apple platforms, um, and the 30% commissions that come as a part of the agreement for being on those distribution platforms, because that's essentially what those app stores are. So um, some are thinking this this was done very provocatively, um, because it is a very blatant violation of those aforementioned app store rules. Epic tried to fight this fight a couple of years ago. I think this is what I was recalling in the back of my mind by pulling Fortnite from the Play Store and trying to make it exclusive from Epic Games. Uh, They folded soon thereafter and returned back to the Play Store. That's right. Sorry, this is all like running through my mind because I realized this has been going on for a while. So... um, As Epic, I'm, you know, we're all sure that Epic definitely knew this was going to happen. I'm sure their lawyers told them. Apple pulled the app and from the app store, it was immediately hit with a lawsuit from Epic alleging that Apple's requirement that all iPhone apps be sold through a company app store and be sold through a company app store and conform to the company's term and conditions constituted a violation of antitrust laws. Which, if you know from listening at this podcast... Basically means, do you have a large share of the market? Possibly. We're coming after you. So Google followed shortly thereafter. uh, And of course, they had identical results for Epic. They were slapped with a big, fat lawsuit. So the suit, as it relates to Google, uh, accuses Google of violating the federal Sherman Antitrust Act and California's Cartwright Act. It asks the court to order Google to terminate its anti-competitive behavior. Boy, boy, boy. The text of Epic's lawsuit against Google is comprehensive because, of course, Epic is looking for a really big fight. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you've been eating your popcorn because it's it's still going. Um, now, the text of Epic's lawsuit against Google, you know, it reads like an editorial rather than a legal document. And you know that when this happens, <laughs> this is something that was very planned. This is something there's a whole team behind it. And there's some people popping champagne bottles right now because this is going yeah. through, right? This wasn't this this wasn't a case of like uh they 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 took the they took the, the text of the lawsuit they filed against Apple, did a search and replace, and just filed it again right. against Google. Clearly this was tailor-made and wordcrafted. Somebody said it to themselves in the mirror. Yeah. For, you know, like I'm gonna stand up to you. I'm gonna do Your this tomorrow. Honor. <laughs> so the the legal document uh references the don't be evil mantra of Google's early days as early days is like a year two years ago well but before before Stop. they decided no that, i know yeah. i know i'm just anyway um as well as google's repeated boast that android is meant to be the most open operating system available for mobile devices ouch yeah. Hidden where it hurts. Uh, the suit asserts that the way that Google runs its app store contradicts both of those ideas. Um, the joke's on Epic because Google doesn't say they're not evil or not to be evil anymore. <laughs> Whoops. Freudian slip. Uh, the closing of the opening pro- paragraph is a fine piece of oratory 
This comes from Andy's words, by the way. I don't want to take. Can, can, can I can I read this? I want because you to read it. I want, I want you to read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want you to imagine me like in a in a linen suit and a bow yes. tie, suspenders, and a really really humid like southern courtroom. That's why I said this isn't business casual. <laughs> Go ahead. Twenty two years later, Google has relegated its motto to nearly an afterthought, and is using its size to do evil. Your Honor, upon competitors, innovators, customers, and users in a slew of markets that it has grown to monopolize. This case is about doing the right thing in one important arena, area, the Android mobile ecosystem, where Google unlawfully maintains monopolies in multiple related markets, denying consumers the freedom the freedom to enjoy their mobile devices, freedom that Google always promised Android users would have. I took out a piece of paper. I was fanning myself. We're in a hot courtroom. I was. I just really wanted to thank you, Andy. Um, thank you. I was. I was looking forward to doing that. <laughs> I was. I was fully imagining it. Um, Man, it's it's good. It's it's theater. That's why I told you all to get the popcorn. So, of course, these legal documents emphasize that as the sole viable mobile OS available for licensing, that's Android, Google is the unavoidable gatekeeper for access to apps on almost all smartphones worldwide. I actually can't argue with that. That's a really good argument. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the suit lays out how Google has been abusing this power. Ouch. Epic calls out one example of how Google interfered with a deal Epic had struck with OnePlus to have an Epic Game Store app pre-installed in their phones. In the copy, it says, Epic struck a deal with OnePlus to make Epic Games available on its phones through an Epic Games app. The Epic Games app would have allowed users to seamlessly install and update Epic Games, including Fortnite, without obstacles imposed by Google's Android OS. But Google forced OnePlus to renege... Renege? 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 Sorry. Renege on or, the deal. Renege. Renege. Renege on the deal. Citing Google's particular concern about Epic having the ability to install and update mobile games while bypassing the Google Play Store. They also called out the fact that Android developers are contractually denied access to Google ad services if they provide any app that allows other apps to be downloaded and installed directly, bypassing the Play Store. The suit also acknowledges that Android allows users to sideload apps, but points out that it involves a dozen steps. Okay, that's a little much. And that unlike apps installed from the Play Store, sideloaded apps can't be updated in the background automatically. That's true. Epic points out that it operate. Man, this is, I, ooh, I'm just imagining like a sermon being given on yeah, this. Exactly. Epic also Sinners points out in that eye, it, in the eyes of an angry God, right? <laughs> 300 years later. The eyes of an angry Fortnite player. Uh, <laughs> Epic points out that it operates its own game store for desktop games and that it would have, this is true. And that it would have instituted a mobile version of its game store in direct competition with Google play. If Google hadn't made that impossible via exclusivity on distribution and payment systems. I just I'm kind of nodding my head thinking about all of the little like developer conferences I've been to and just thinking about revenue share and all this other stuff and and just kind of nodding. Again, it reminds the court uh 
Again, Epic reminds the court that it isn't interested in any side deals or financial judgments against Google. In the suit, Epic says that the company has extended preferential treatment to other game makers to placate them and avoid having to defend any competitive policies in court. They want the court to force Google to end these policies entirely. So Epic is not, they... Yeah, this is, to me, this was this was big. As a matter of fact, they put that in boldface. I think it might be the only text that is in boldface in this in this court filing that they're saying that, look, we don't we're not asking for monetary damages. And we're not saying that you have to order Google to let us not let us do this thing we want to do. They are saying that we want you to order Google to stop this practice entirely so that all developers will benefit from being freed from these shackles. Right. Uh, In the, the text, it's Epic is not interested in any side deals that might benefit Epic alone while leaving Google's anti-competitive restraints intact. Instead, Epic is focused on opening up the Android ecosystem for the benefit of all developers and consumers. I mean, sure. Yeah. It also really wants to make money off of those consumers and developers. And why wouldn't you? I mean, it's a lucrative market. Um, I was reading some of the notes to this to my husband. um, And at first, I didn't agree with his reaction, but then I started to think about it. So he said to me, he's like, uh, whoever the person at Apple and Google were that uh, took the, because the Epic Games, uh, Fortnite was taken out of both Play Stores, respectively. So he's, he's like, whoever did that is in big trouble because Epic is a huge, massively huge game uh, game company. And Fortnite is, I mean... It's a cultural institution. I, I, sorry to give it that nomenclature, but that's kind of yeah. That's yeah. kind of where it has like such. It does such techno technologically advanced uh, things in terms of gaming. Like that whole that big concert that they had with Travis Scott. And it was like the most people online at the same time watching like a live concert of sorts, and it was just like a very cool thing. And I thought about it from that perspective and how this is going to be. This could potentially be a really big case for for the fact that Apple and Google don't allow other, you know, other app stores in its app store, (laughs) which is very meta. But, you know, um, I don't know. I I mean, you can you can still install Fortnite um, either through Epic or Samsung store and existing Fortnite players won't receive Play Store app updates while the app is gone, of course. But if you know how to sideload, you could probably do something like that and take yeah, care of it the, for yourself. Wouldn't that wouldn't that be a really, really <laughs> uh, like mean spirited thing for uh, for Epic to do? Say let, let's say that they've had they they've had a like uh now we've got, now we've got this new Korean boy band expansion pack with exclusive content from all kinds of boy bands uh just download version four oh that's right you people who have downloaded through the Play Store can't get the update through the Play Store well I'll tell you what you can still get it directly from us just here's go through all the steps but to do that that's the point Andy yeah. this is exactly what Epic is trying to do it's trying to stoke the fires within its user base because its user base they're young people and that's the point that my husband was trying to make he was just like the these are young people that benefit from this and if you get the youngs the little young ones you know mad really you know it's the the youth the youth are our future the children are our future that you know 
yeah all that that's the that's, well let's see that's that's the great th- i'm not saying this sarcastically that's the great thing about like people in their 20s because oftentimes they cut they cut right to the heart of the matter because they don't they don't have like 20 additional years of perspective that someone in their late 30s or 40s has where whereas i react to that think oh man that's such a stupid policy well we're gonna start to apply pressure and we're gonna comment on it we're gonna there's gonna be a breaking point whereas the young people say this is stupid they have no right to do this Let's burn it down, uh, meta- meta- and, usually, and usually metaphorically. About, and th- sure, but think about all those kids who are using Android phones, who are using Samsung devices. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, and, and, like you said, Andy, and, this is something yeah. that we're going to have to be watching for a little while because this is this is going to get good. But that, that, that's a good thing to bring up because also remember that a couple of weeks ago there was a story about how. Uh, Google was trying to entice Samsung into like shutting down both its uh, its uh, its uh, on its its assistant app, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also into shutting down its app store. Uh, and if you can imagine that the quantity, the, the percentage of like high end phones that are made by Samsung means that the Samsung app store is a bad piece of competition that for uh, for for Google's Play Store. Uh, and it's, I mean, this is, this is stuff that's been, it's been a fight that someone has been, that was going to come to this sort of head sooner or later, uh, arguably, and, and, and this is a good time to do that at a time when just a couple of weeks ago, the CEOs of every single, uh, the CEO of Apple and the CEO of Google was forced to testify for an entire afternoon before Congress about how defend the allegation that they have way too much power and they should be broken up. Or suffer under new regulations. That was only two weeks ago, by the way. Yeah, exactly. So this is a this is. I a, feel a, like that was months ago. Yeah, at this yeah. point. There was actually there was even uh, there was another story on Reuters today with an update about that about uh, senior officials saying that oh no no there's going to be action at least against Google we uh, when we're doing something next month uh, and this is a bad 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 time for either company to be dealing with this sort of stuff arguably that's probably why epic threw it out there no, no exactly i no, would imagine yeah they, they have to they need to they they it's a these, molotov cocktail y'all this is this is on fire and it's causing an even bigger fire yeah, it's, it's like the best the best time to ask your boss for a raise is when he's he's at the head of an all staff and he said that we see i want to encourage all of you, every one of you, that if you think that you're being paid unfairly, come directly to me with your pay inequities and we'll address them like immediately. And then that's the time to, OK, do you want to look like a total jerk or are you going to like respond to me right now? Uh, but what, what I was going to say is at least at least Android is in a little bit of a better position here than Apple was, because one of the first things that I really came to enjoy when I switched from my iPhone to uh, to Android was, oh, my God, I I can actually I can be on the Comixology app where I read all of the the comic books that I read by digitally and I can actually tap a button when and buy something through the app that's amazing whereas it, it, uh, uh, Apple's uh, strict reliance on hey if you make any sort of a purchase through one of our apps you have to give us 3% we don't care what it is we don't care how it is uh, it's almost uh, totalitarian and it's extreme so that's why I can uh, the Kindle app can recommend another book to me or like if I if I finish reading like book five in a 10 book series, I can it can tell me, oh, by the way, here's book six and give me a preview of it. But then I have to leave the app and go to a web browser in order to buy it or go into the go into Amazon's app. Whereas on Android, I can just simply say 
thank you very much. That's that is that is something I would like to. I do not want to stop reading about Brother Cadfile. Please let me keep reading Agatha Christie and Brother Cadfile or whoever. Uh, and that, so Apple has uh, more of a more of a problem arguing about this than Google does. Although they're both really really in deep, they're going to have to. Uh, Apple uh, Apple has consistently offered really lame excuses for why they operate the App Store the way they do. Uh, they're, they were also in hot water, uh, or let's say let's say a, a PR problem when they uh, refused to allow uh, Microsoft's new streaming game platform to be released on uh, on iOS, saying mm-hmm. that well because. We want to protect our users, and that would mean that we have to. You have to submit each one of these 100 games to us separately, so that we can preview it and examine it, and make sure that it's safe and not harmful. Because that's what we like to do for our users. And the fact that we would much rather have our users buy each of those apps and make sure that we get a three percent commission off of each one of them, instead of streaming them for a flat fee that we don't get a dime of, that has nothing to do with it. We love our users and we just want to protect them and yeah it's like (laughs) all the other one it's perfect it's perfect well so we'll see if by this this time next week (laughs) google might be like in ruins (laughs) no probably not but this is uh, well you know climate change google is near is near a body of water yes (laughs) in the south bay so this is this is the creek right there (laughs) You, I mean, you, you have no question that like Sundar Pichai like loves his work because if he were just like one of these CEOs that like helicopters in for four or five years enough for his like stock options to invest and then helicopters out again, this would be a really good time for him to leave <laughs> and say that I don't want to deal with this. Just off topic, but I do kind of wonder. Like, I do kind of wonder what I wonder what his thoughts are when he <laughs> when he lays down. His head on the pillow at night because can you imagine just like loving the crap out of your job? You're just like super into it. Like all these great things are happening. Like, yeah, Chrome OS platform person. And then you're like, you have a really great idea. And then they're like, hey, you should come over to the Android side. And then you're like, yeah, Android platform person. And then you just become like <laughs> the boss of it all. And then. Yeah. And then there's a person coming to your house to teach you socially distant ways to testify in court against the United States government. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I hope he's okay. I, I, and I mean that seriously. Like, I mean that seriously. It's like a thing that I think about because you cover these things and you see these people in person and they, everyone's a person, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's, <sighs> that's why I do. I do feel, I will admit a tiny teensy weensy bit guilty when I say something like, YouTube music really sucks because I know that there's a team of people that work really, really hard on it. And they're under all kinds of, they're not free to write, uh, to create exactly the platform and the app that they want. I I feel as though that's, this is why I only will say something that strong when I feel as though I can't come up with another word that, that suits my responsibility to be honest to the people who trust my opinion on things. But yes, we shouldn't, we shouldn't forget that these are people who are doing Rarely are they super evil people. They're doing the best they can with the tools that they have. That doesn't mean they're not responsible, but that doesn't mean that I'm, that doesn't mean that I don't think that any tech person has done anything yet to deserve like having a big, like paper mache parade image made and then burned, burned at the end of the parade. 
Let, let's go to a break. Let's take a quick break because, yes. you know, before before the bridge falls out from underneath us, because <laughs> we're talking too much. Well, this was news that got me really excited this week, uh, although it also got me really sad because, <laughs> well, I don't have money for this thing. Um, <laughs> so the Microsoft Surface Duo is officially available for pre-order. It was not going to come out, or excuse me, it is not Christmas 2020. That was kind of the original foreshadowing for when we would potentially see this device uh, much earlier, which I would say is a nice surprise. It's a nice, again, distraction from everything going on. And this is the kind of distraction that we were asking and praying for. Like, this is the tech <laughs> stuff that, you know, keeps us moving. It's 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 not as good as as the, the most beloved and happiest and positive daytime TV host being caught in a scandal about how she might actually be quite mean-spirited and evil in, mm. in reality. Oh, ouch, but as far ouch. as far as an entertaining diversion from reality. Just FYI, there are rumors in LA for years about that workplace. I just want to say. Yeah. Um, See, that's we won't turn this into a twenty-minute like <laughs> di- like diversion. But see, that's this is why whenever there is like you hear, uh, whenever you hear like one. Oh, there's a there's uh, there's news out of so and so and so that an individual has come forward to allege mm. that, and mm. I'm like, okay, let's. But we'll put a star on that, and let's let, let's see when if, we're emotionally available well, no, for that no, no, labor. I'm, no, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's let's put it because I don't like if uh, if uh, a, if a celebrity is known for like not tipping any waiter ever, mm-hmm, like or mm-hmm. a, like and being a real jerk about it. That mm-hmm. one waiter who came forward with the story, they're going to be as soon as one person comes forward, that's going to open the floodgates. Whereas if we hear like if, if we heard one story about oh Ellen was so mean to me and I, it was such a hostile environment that I had to quit and they wouldn't even they, they didn't even like try to give me a raise or anything I'm like okay let's put that aside and let's see if suddenly that's that's followed by like a hundred stories and the also people in that level saying because they, it's not as though she was if they're really really that bad it's not as though they're bad on that one day <laughs> and then 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 never again so that's. That's just like, and and of course, and of course, I'm joking about it being an entertaining distraction. It's it was an interesting data point. For like as soon as it was established that yeah, enough people are coming forward that yes, this is probably a thing. Mm-hmm. And now I'm really no longer interested in it. But I will admit that it's like when I'm when I'm doing like my morning before I've when I'm in bed, I've just read my morning comics, but I haven't like finished reading all the news yet. It's like. Uh, God, okay, I need to research that. Oh, damn, that's bad news. Oh, damn. Oh, okay. This this means here's a here's a juicy story that means absolutely nothing, has absolutely no effect on my life whatsoever, but will allow me to focus on something else for a good seven or eight minutes. Thank you. And that was not the Microsoft Surface Duo. That was not the Microsoft Surface Duo. You got upset about. Now, I will say the reason that this is a good uh, piece of tech news for our times is because. Unlike the recently announced Galaxy Note phones, it's not – I don't think it's actually exorbitantly expensive. Right. I do think it is priced for what it is. And it's it, – or I should say it's not this ostentatious thing. Like, get this so you can be the – it's like, here's a new thing. And plus, it it also followed after Hiroshi Lockheimer tweeted it. He's just like – 
just like has some Japanese food and there's like a surface duo just sitting there on the table. No big deal. He always does that. He always teases like that. And and I appreciate that because, again, that's the kind of tech news yeah. that will distract us from these harrowing times. Yes. So I, I, I mean, yes. I'll, but 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 I agree with you. I, was, I had the same reaction. I was I didn't know how much it was going to cost. I was hoping it wouldn't be one thousand three hundred and ninety nine dollars. So that I could, I at least had the ability to talk myself into like a nine hundred dollar uh-huh. or thousand dollar purchase, where even a thousand dollars would have been a lot of money. But it's there's, I, I don't know if I don't know if you're like this too, but there's so many zones of like what a what thing is, yes. what a thing is priced. Like yes. uh, I bought yes. like I, I bought a I bought a tape deck on eBay because right. it costs fifteen dollars. Like well. Pfft. For that moment, and I, was, I really right. just wanted like to play with a tape deck, and for mm-hmm. five hundred dollars for this Sony deck that everybody wants, oh hell no! Uh, but fifteen dollars, oh, I, have, I don't even have to think about it. That's like that's right. more like I'm spending fifteen dollars for entertainment, and if I throw exactly. it away in thirty days, I will have got my fifteen dollars. And then there's the level of money where that seems like a smart amount of money for me to pay for this device, given what I intend to do with it. Like and uh, uh, for me, it's when I need a smart when my smartphone is four and a half, four and a half to five years old, uh, buying a, buying a Pixel Four A for three hundred fifty dollars actually that was that was like on the oh actually that's a really good price for what I want definitely going to buy that but uh, then there's the like six like imagine the six or seven hundred dollars smartphone mm-hmm. which is the I have to be careful that's enough money that I absolutely certainly have to be very very careful about spending that kind of money but I use a phone so much that I can it's, it's right. more like I've got I definitely can budget eight hundred dollars for a smartphone right. I just want to make sure I spend it most carefully and then above that becomes the there is no way like uh, if you don't put a, 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 a if you don't put a thousand dollar or eleven hundred dollar phone in front of me. I will say abstractly that oh, there's no way I'd ever spend a thousand dollars or eleven hundred dollars for a smartphone. But if you, I mean, put- I did on the Pixel Three, uh, by the way. But I don't regret that. I will say because that was my phone for such right. a long time. But 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 I'm saying that like I can tell myself that if if you tell me well, how about a thousand dollars for this smartphone, and I'm like. You know what? I probably can't. I can. I can't probably justify it on a completely logical level, but I. It's close enough to what I was willing to spend that the fact that I think this is really, really cool means that I can. But it's when it's fourteen hundred dollars that becomes. Oh, that 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 becomes. This is the amount of money that I wanted to spend, like on a new desktop, and this is the amount of money right. I wanted to spend exactly, to replace my old exactly. camera. And it's like exactly. uh, I can't spend I can't spend six hundred dollars over my usual budget just because I think this is cool, particularly right. on such a brand new device that hasn't I haven't been able to prove to myself how I'd use it day to day. And mm-hmm. and you're and you're, you also like uh, made a really good point. It's not like this is a <laughs> it's, it's not like this is like a, the, the high end phone where oh we may, we actually procured the finger bone of Saint the Apostle Paul and ground it up and mixed it into the special alloy and I that's why it cost three hundred dollars three thousand dollars. It's like no, this is this is possibly an exciting like new step in how computing in general, not just mobile computing mm-hmm. works. They did a, um, I don't think I, did I put the link in? I don't think I did. Uh, I'll, I should give you the link. Uh, they, so they had sort of like a private, like uh, the, the, I, I imagine that the people who would have been given, uh, uh, who would have been given uh, press review units under NDA, who last year at this time, 
uh, would have like been had flown to New York to meet with Microsoft executives to get like a demo and get a tour and then walked out of the hotel suite with uh, with uh, with loaner hardware. The video portion, they, they did that as a video uh, and they released that video it was like th- uh, 35 uh, minutes long uh, to YouTube just either early this morning or late last night. And this is, and it walks through, and it's not like a p- promotional video. It really is like, it really is the CEO just like uh, that, or excuse me, the, the, the head of the, the head of the group, just walking you through how it works and also speaking on emotional terms. And it really does seem like watching this video, it was like, this really, it doesn't seem as though they just took two Android phones and put a hinge together with them. Right. It looks like they have been thinking at, at the very top. They said, look, we've been thinking about this for 10 years. This is, he's, I think he said that actually, like yesterday was the 10 year anniversary of the start of this project Dang. Uh, wow. and that, and then when he goes through exactly how this works you can believe that wow they really thought this through and in a again in a year in which i am not spending most of my time inside the house or within walking distance of, mm-hmm. <laughs> of where i'm going in a normal year where i'm like commuting uh, several times a day or spending many days like in a city going from pl- uh, place right. to place to place meeting to meeting i could see this $1400 device filling a really valuable niche in my computing something that's pocketable but much not only more not just something that uh, can be translated as this is something this is a phone sized device that can be turned into a tablet sized device right. which is how most fold- foldables are taken a look at um more like this is a brand new type of computing that your brain engages with in a completely different way than any other device. I want to uh, going uh, particularly going watching this video. I was reminded of how the original iPad was introduced, where Steve Jobs during this hour long presentation was really really careful to uh, not to, to they, what Apple really wanted most of all was not for people to think of this as. A brand, uh, a, a brand new netbook. This is Apple's version of the netbook, in which you say, "Oh, well, geez, right. if, you're, if you're saying this is like a cheap notebook, where is the USB connector?" And where netbooks where, were a really big thing when the I, original iPad right. was uh, uh, they, introduced. By the way, exactly, there was like the 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 you know that flat category of like four hundred dollar mm-hmm. like Windows computers that mm-hmm. basically ran win- Windows not very well, but well enough for people who wanted something that was super 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 compact and didn't have them the fuss of an entire notebook. What I'm getting at is that the iPad was positioned as this is something brand new. Please don't say that. Please don't say that. Oh, but the, the the keyboard I have to like carry it doesn't come with a keyboard. Was it useful without a keyboard? What's a laptop without a keyboard? It's like it's not a laptop. It's an iPad. It's not even a tablet. It's an iPad. So that's. Do what's- you think anybody at Microsoft like watched that Steve Jobs presentation? I mean, I bet. Come on. Oh, I'm it's- sure. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that was something that was discussed. Like you know, how should we introduce this product to the world? Because it is it is a different kind of Android device. You know, this is not the ZTE X on M. That was the phone that they launched a couple of years ago. Um, it was on it was an AT&T ex- exclusive. I had a review unit, so I got to use it. And it was such a it was such a forward thinking device, but it was such a clunky way to execute it. And I feel like what I just saw from the couple of pictures and the couple of hands on preview articles that were posted about this looked like something that again we go back to that conversation about the price that yes $1,300 is an investment in this product it's an investment in a new kind of ecosystem it's an investment in a new kind of usage this isn't like the LG um the LG velvet that I have 
right now with a dual screen either. Uh, I had made this joke that, well, I guess I better figure out how to make this thing, you know, Surface Duo like because I don't have money for the Surface Duo. But I don't I don't know if that's going to be possible because my understanding is there is so much development going into this dual screen device from Microsoft that is going to make it specifically for the kind of person that would look to a Windows PC for, for you know, their yeah. life's computing kind of thing. You know it's, what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I I see what you're saying. It's yeah. That's that's the stuff that's sort that's really on my mind too. Like the the demos that they were giving during this video were very very compelling, but of course they were all with apps that have been tuned to use this uh, this two screen not not just this two screen layout, but also the the brain vocabulary of how this machine is, is designed to be used. Uh, they mentioned that all uh, it comes pre-installed with all Microsoft and Google apps. They've also been working, for instance, with Amazon. So the Kindle app, of course, works in two-page mode. So you can open it and read it like a book. Um, and there's they also That's great. Do, so the a lot of what really works, what really impresses me about it is when you have an app that um, is optimized to run on this device and knows how uh, how to best utilize that second display. Um, it's not as though all apps are going to need to be optimized. The one of the really smart things they did was uh, stress that look, this will if you're running, you can run any Android app on this. It will run in one. It will think it's running on one screen, and you could still drag it from one screen to another. You can still uh, have it span uh, both displays and make it into one big display. Uh, one one thing that was very very cool, uh, which is I, I love it when there's these really really simple things that make something work really really well where it's not we had to come up with brand new silicone we had to come up with a whole new like die a whole new networking protocol for this it was that what if we were to allow you to uh in the in the launcher uh define what's the, what's the name of it uh define like two apps as here are two apps that i would like you to launch together so like if uh, I'll, my what my, my usual hey i'm riding home on a bus sort of pair would be i want uh, Google Docs to be on one screen. I want uh, Internet Explorer or web browser to be on the other screen. Uh, in addition to having individual, of course, apps and launcher, you can basically define this. Uh, they call it an app group so that when you touch this, when you tap this app group right. in the launcher, it will launch both of these apps and on the screens that you've designated. Um, so, but, but so it's. You can set that up on the LG Velvet, by the way. I just. This is all stuff that's baked into Android. It's just that the um, the manufacturer, I guess, has to somehow implement it in a way that makes sense to their users. This is this is all such a new user. Yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're talking about we're talking about things that uh, things like uh, like uh, uh, in the uh, in a mail app where on one screen you've got a list of all your messages. When you tap mm -hmm. on a message, that message will open on the second screen. Like you would on a to, computer or you would on a giant monitor. Right, right. Uh, so an app will have to be uh, – an app that doesn't understand that it's on a two-screen device will work on that one screen, but you're spending $1,400 for that two-screen sort of action. And I mean, there, there's a lot of yeah, not not this not this woman on the on the mic official Microsoft page uh, for the Surface Duo. It's like this woman in this really nice chic coat, and she's just like <laughs> casually holding the Microsoft Duo to her ear and having a conversation. 
doing big business. Yeah, <laughs> that was see. That's that was. I think that if um, hey, if uh, make that deal happen, <laughs> like, come on. They're buying, Sorry. then sell, sell. They're selling, then buy, buy. Uh, yeah, it's if uh, Steve Jobs' biggest complaint or biggest worry was that people are going to take a look at the uh, people are going to take a look at the iPad and judge it as a notebook. I think the worry on uh, the Surface Duo is that they're going to look at it and try to judge it as an Android phone. Uh, and it does, I mean, it, it does have LTE uh, for data connection. And there is a more appropriate, sorry, there's a more appropriate stock photo of the same woman, but she has an ear. I think it's the Microsoft, the little buds that they have that, you know, they're flagship ones. And then the Duo is kind of like open in her hand, like a teeny tiny laptop. I think that is a little more realistic they i i I have the press kit and the 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 specs are really are kind of what i wanted them to be um battery says claiming yeah tell them tell them what they get for for uh, 1400 joe so uh (laughs) two 5.6 inch amoled display so really really good displays 1800 by 1350 pixels and each one is protected by gorilla glass 5 so one concern i had was that well what if when i close it up there's like you know it's I'm, I'm i'm outside on a windy day and a little bit of grit or something gets trapped there's between a french those two. fry yes <laughs> i'm not gonna, well you know, I would notice you know a little itty bitty little like crispy bit of a potato and it kind of just like pops off i would be more something that's you gonna scratch what, you know glass. what i'm talking I'm, about i'm hoping i'm yes. not eating it as opposed to i'll be glad that it dropped onto the screen um battery life is supposed to be it's like 3750 uh battery which seems given that it's two displays uh, could be on the edge there. It depends on they're doing battery management. Uh, but they're saying all quote all day battery life unquote with up to fifteen hours of local video playback. The camera looks like it's quite decent. Eleven megapixels with four K video recording. Uh, also with low light and portrait mode. Uh, works with Surface Pen. Uh, four- That's cool. Yeah, 4G built in, no 5G, which is a little eh, slightly bit of a bummer. Um, really? Well, but I think that's what kept it. That's what kept it at least thirteen, yeah. fourteen hundred. Otherwise, it, w- it would have been like more money, and then they would have nobody would have bought. We'll buy that, and, and it would also like it would also improve battery life. I'm sure. Plus, five G is not having a very good moment right now. It's there's yeah. you know rumors, but it would be like a, if <laughs> if this is a device that I would try to be getting three to five years of like regular use out of. It's certainly reasonable to think that in three years' time. Like particularly when I'm downtown in Boston, like from the Boston Public Library, there'll be like a 5G beacon there. Mm -hmm. And so instead of like using really slow and really weird Wi-Fi, I'll be able to get super fast, like 5G very, 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 very quickly. That's version version two or generation two, Andy. And then maybe they'll make it a little more affordable but i bet but i agree with you i I would much rather save 250 dollars than than have 5g um running android 10 uh and they're uh, they're already working on android 11 and they've as of today they promised uh, three years of uh, of updates uh usb c connect connectivity supports fast charging and this is a good one a video output via Mm. display port uh or an hdmi external business friendly yeah so you can like dock it to something more desktopy when you when you get back there uh fingerprint unlock the um now this the only thing that was kind of a negative but this fits in with the idea that hey we're not selling a phone here we're selling like a, a computing platform no nfc which means right. which means that no contactless payments which means that I would likely if I if I were to buy this I likely would still have to carry have a watch with me or a phone with me because 
contactless payments are now uh, so well integrated that I often don't. I we it was a we we went through that transition period like a bunch of years ago where it's possible to get through an entire week without ever touching cash. And now we're in a period where it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, damn, don't make me pay with a credit card. Why, exactly. don't I just, why, why do I, why can't I pay with this with my phone? So that's a bummer. Uh, Windows central uh, talked to Microsoft about it. Microsoft gave them a comment uh, saying surface duo does not currently, this is, this is Microsoft saying uh, surface duo does not currently offer NFC. The role of any first generation design is to focus on fundamental scenarios that solve customer challenges. Surface duo is purpose built for mobile productivity and giving people new ways to complete complex tasks while away from their computer. With this core priority complete, we will listen to customer feedback and apply that lens to future iterations of the product. So that's that. That is something that that is a really good answer because okay. it. it to, I mean, to me, it says that we know what we were trying to build, and so every time that we consider, do we add five G or not? Do we add this feature or not? Do we make it? Th- do we make it a little bit thicker so we can accommodate a bigger battery or not? It came down to well. Here is here is the the device that we were the imaginary device that we de- described on this whiteboard. Does that match the feature set of this imaginary device or not? Nope. Then we're not going to do it. So. Right. Oh boy, it's going to be. Um, it, this is a good year to launch this because it's okay if it kind of is slow, and it'll be a good way to get a test bed for whoever does have the kind of money to to buy this right now to really try it out. I'm just looking forward to what this means to uh, the development of the Android platform as far as dual screens go. And just if Microsoft is jumping on board, I think this is this is what we needed. This is the the torch that needed to be carried, I suppose. Yeah. It's yeah, they're the company that should carry this torch and that are really going to kind of help drive it forward. They have the money, they have the R&D, um, and they have Microsoft Office. They have the <laughs> yeah. enterprise. And if they can get the enterprise on board with this thing, like, yeah. especially in COVID times where everybody is working remotely, um, I, man, this, we see, we thought nothing was going to happen this year, but just you wait, there's going to be so much to come out of this year. Yeah. Um, I actually want to take a quick little break. And then when we get back, maybe we'll talk about a couple more little googly things. So you might be wondering, Android's doing something with dual screens, but what about wearables? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily for you, Google actually posted a what's happening in Wear OS uh, blog post to its developer blog. But you might not like know. the answer to that. <laughs> oh, no, you may not. So um, Google talked about a fall over-the-air update that will deliver a focus on fundamentals. <laughs> kind of a polite way to say there's no revolutionary improvements here. We're just trying to make it a little more palatable. Yes. For you. <laughs> uh some of these focus on fundamentals include improving the speed of app launching, ooh, making the pairing and onboarding experience easier. All right. Uh direct quote, you'll see improvements to our sys UI for more intuitive controls for managing different watch modes and workouts. Okay. That, so, that's, that's the sort of thing you put in as a quote because I don't know what that means. Let's just let that yeah. sit. Let's just let that stand as it is. Yeah, it's just, it's developer speak. I was supposed to support for LTE and Snapdragon 4100. Um, and also a new weather app, which Andy is saying that his prayers have been answered. 
I was uh, okay. That's in all caps. Perhaps I, perhaps I'm being sarcastic there and saying a new weather app. Our prayers have been answered. Take that, Apple. Can't innovate. Oh, I'm sorry that I did not <laughs> get it, and I apologize. See, if we were having an instant message conversation right now, I would fail the conversation. Um, <laughs> it just seemed like a weird. It just seemed like a weird thing for them to like like pull out and say. And here's some screenshots of our brand new Google Weather app for Wear OS. And I'm like, I that's know. great. Can we see some screenshots of the YouTube music app for Wear OS that isn't available? <laughs> yeah, I know. I just, uh, I'm I'm a little concerned. Yeah. I'm a little concerned. I constantly see these Android Wear, Wear OS um, watches come through my algorithms. And they're always like slashed super sale, you know, yeah. clearance bin kind of situation. And you know, we just got a discount on one of the oldest Samsung fitness watches. So it's, um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this Fitbit deal is going to do. If uh, the US yeah. government will let it through, of course, <laughs> that would help. Yeah. So, I mean, someone, <laughs> I, I also happened across somebody uh, posted something to Twitter alleging, hey, here's some like what looked like uh, marketing, marketing images of the new, of, of, a, of a new Pixel watch. And I'm like, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, saying if I see if one person on Twitter is posting one thing, that doesn't mean anything. If lots and lots of people are posting lots of things. And but so I, I looked at the images on Twitter and like, okay. it's like Ellen. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, but I'm looking like- at this thing saying, gee, I have I, I noticed that it's using the exact same strap design as uh, Apple watches and the picture that shows it from behind uh it inscribed on the back of where the sensors are it does say like pixel watch but i notice it's the almost the exact same like collection and arrangement of sensors as is on an apple watch i don't mean i don't mean i'm not suggesting this isn't an amazing scoop on an upcoming pixel watch i'm just saying that i don't believe it but it's but 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 it's just just like when i came across this this uh, posting to the developer blog I still have so much anticipation because oh thank goodness there's there's this, there there's a big there is are they announcing like something really really cool that developers can take advantage that'll mean in 2021 these watches will be really really good and it's like mm, no we just decided we just no, we just got sick and tired ourselves of how long, how long it takes to launch an app on these watches and we're trying to shorten that up and we're also saying that the new silicon that uh, that Qualcomm announced a month ago that we're going to be supporting that again thank you very much it's not a the where 4100 platform it's not i mean it's uh it's, uh, according to qualcomm it's going to be 80 85 percent faster and have 25 percent longer battery life but i mean you can 85 percent faster yeah but it's, it's that's not, a lot faster than i mean that's a, that's a lot faster but i have it's Speed is one thing, but we're also kind of worried about how come it doesn't have like the same really wonderful, how come Android Wear watches don't have the same wonderful features as uh, Samsung and Apple watches. And I don't think this, nothing I've read about this new processor is going to solve any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe it'll make them smaller too, but eh. It, well, at least we'll have dual screen phones. Yes. <laughs> um, and also we will have Pixel phones. Yay. So that's that's always the good news. Um, we won't have Pixel three phones though. By the way, those are no longer available in the Google Play in the Google Store. Pixel four. But the Pixel, excuse me, you're right. The Pixel four, Pixel four. I said the Pixel three. My mind is still on that Pixel three because so good to me. You went, uh, you, so went, possible- you, went, you went through a bit of a, a bit of an adventure trail with that one. 
I'm never getting rid of that. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's one of those things that's going to go in the keepsake box. Uh, that's that's how much it means to me. So possible good news for the Pixel 4a buyers, of course, the Pixel 5 might have a premium class CPU, just like the 4a. So you're not really going to be missing out. Uh, <laughs> the Pixel 5 benchmarks have shown up on on the internet the data collected by the benchmark shows that it runs on the 700 series snapdragon 765g which qualcomm designates a premium b chip so like a b plus but you're getting a b plus in ap english and because ap english is worth one more or it's worth one more point on your gpa it immediately it really helps bump that up stay in the rat race kids <laughs> A premium B chip, so the 700 series, uh, this is not an 800 series. The 800 series is where we're at if you want, like, cream, it's creme de la creme, so they say. If you want to be like the Surface Duo kids. Yeah. Uh, the 700 series is like a um, a 12-hour-old eclair. It's a little stale on top, but you're still going to get that nice cream puff middle. Mm-hmm. Right. Just a little bit of stale bread on the outside. Anyway, the the Snapdragon 765G, it's still fast. It's not bad. I mean, there's a reason they put it in the Pixel 4a. It's it it does what it's it does enough that it's computing all, you know, night sight. Uh, and arguably if Google is putting out a premium Pixel with a CPU that isn't at the top of the performance curve, it seems less likely that future versions of Android won't run well on these 700 series CPUs. Like the one in the 4A, yeah. got to keep things going. Yeah, that see that that was what I was worried about. Even as I was buying mine, it was like they don't have the uh, Pixel Five, the one that appeared in the best benchmark anyway, and the Pixel 4A. They don't have the exact same CPUs, but they're both. I think the 4As is the 735G or the 730G. Um, at, but they're both 700 series CPUs. But the only worry that I had was that, well, what if they put like the top of the lines, a top of the line CPU in the Pixel Five? then that means that there will be this performance gap between the twos. And uh, three years later, I'll be replacing it, not because of the lack of future updates, but because everything is now, all the new versions, Android 12 and Android 13 are like just super ungodly slow on this thing because it has a less than perfect CPU. But the fact that they're not putting a top of the line CPU in the Pixel 5 means that I'm less worried about that than I used to be. But it's also, but it might be good news for Mm. the, uh, Remember that uh, Google announced at the same time as the 4A, the Pixel 5 and the 4A 5G model um, without without uh, talking about features or anything like that. We do know that I think the, 4, the 4A 5G is going to be 500 bucks. Um, but it's it's also good news for that phone or people are interested in that phone because, um, I, I don't know, it, it occurs to me that they that Google wouldn't put like two different kinds of 5G chips in these two different phones. That the 765G is a five is a five G network. You know, ch- the chip has five G circuitry built into it. So why would they put like a lower power or different CPU in the four A five G than the five? Uh, which would mean that again you're getting the same speed as as you are on the uh, Pixel on the more expensive Pixel five. Maybe you're not getting the same sort of build quality. Maybe you're not getting the the improved camera uh, or some other internal stuff. But at least you'll be getting the same CPU. Hopefully. I that would I feel like that would make that would start again with the trends. 
I swear, this whole last section of our podcast is just about all these new trends getting started. So now the new trend is going to be, let's maybe that's maybe that speaks to the abilities of these quote unquote premium B chips is that they are good enough that you don't have to put the creme de la creme and charge the exorbitant price the way that Samsung is on their devices. This is going to create a different um, different dichotomy among Android phones too in the future, because if you're, I wonder if it's going to become a thing where if you're choosing a Google phone, they want to go back to the idea of value, maybe because the flagship pricing didn't work for them. And maybe the flagship pricing works for Samsung because they kind of, it's already, it's been their MO for so long. They really are. They do want to uphold that idea of being a premium, like Android brand. And maybe Google wants to let them have it. Maybe they're like, why not take it that's a that, that's a good observation because uh, samsung has already taken the taken the turf of we are the we are the crazy company that will give you a phone with a bigger than a six inch screen mm-hmm, and the phone has a stylus mm-hmm. built in with it mm-hmm. and it has 512 gigabytes of storage and it has and a free car yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's like comes comes with a car dongle uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> super impressive 1989 uh there's <laughs> Uh, but and and if Apple, if Google has learned a lesson, this thing that, or at least has observed that, so many phones that are at the top of the weight class are so crazy powerful that few people will ever really tax it in any way. That I mean, I'm I'm can only speak for myself, but if you said that here are two phones, they are they are mostly functionally identical, you will notice that one takes maybe a tenth of a second longer to launch an app than this other one or when you take a picture photography would be more important but but uh mm-hmm. it can this this one can take like 12 pictures in a row before it has to stop this one can take 40 pictures in a row before it has to stop for $300 less i'll take the uh, i don't feel as though those those are significant problems and as even as I'm saying this, I'm saying, well, gee, Andy, you know, for three or four years, you've had like $800 put aside to, re- to upgrade your Pixel 1, and you only spent 350 of that on the, on the Pixel 4a. So really, in a way, that's like $450 you have left over that you didn't think you would have. So that would bring the price of the Duo down to $950, wouldn't it? And you just said that if we're less than a th- – yeah, see, this is – If you get a Duo before me, we're going to have problems. <laughs> see, <Sorry>. this is <laughs> – I'm sorry. I, see, I, I, see, I already was looking at. See, it's so you can you can buy the you can buy the duo um, directly from Google or Best Buy Unlocked uh, or AT and T. I think they have an exclusive on it, and so I already got the. But <laughs> that stupid, stupid thing, like in your head, that oh, I certainly can't spend fourteen hundred dollars on this device. I can spend thirty seven dollars and fifty cents a month for the next three years. Oh my god, no. <laughs> And I'm, I'm, don't get trapped. I know, I know, I don't. But that's that's like it's it's important that you notice you could you hear that special sort of like forked tongue accent of the lizard part of your brain speaking that says I'm I'm going to try to talk you into something it's that will give us an emotional from high. The animated Robin Hood. <laughs> yes. Remember a little snake? He would go into Prince John's ear and yes. he would slither things. I'm 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 serious. It's, it's like You're the biggest. Serious? No, no. I'm 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 sorry. What I'm saying is I'm I'm, I'm serious when serious. I say that the the biggest. Sorry. If if not for the if not for the fact that uh, as I've said before, this is happens to be like a twelve month period starting the summer where 
I feel as though I'm going to have to replace my note, my notebook, my phone, and my desktop computer at the same time, while also really, really, really wanting to upgrade my camera because the, the my uh, Mark One camera that I bought five years ago is now updated to Mark Three, and the Mark Three is incredible. And so, if I didn't already have like thousands of dollars of things that I really kind of need to upgrade, if right. I didn't already have that facing that, that's what make that's what's making it easier for me to not just say. But it's research. I should have this in my research library. Well, if I didn't have all these medical bills, if the, <laughs> you know socialized medicine would just come through the United States of America, then I would gladly buy myself a service duo and write a story about it, it no, or put, at least put, talk put about it, it. Put it put it in a different way, saying that I would be putting that money right into the economy. I would be exactly. I, exactly. and, I, and I wouldn't I wouldn't buy my 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 surface duo from Best Buy. I would be buying it from one of those mom and pop shops in the neighborhood run mm-hmm. by an it- kindly Italian couple who are putting their son Vittorio through through school. <laughs> uh yeah, you know, I think I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait a little bit see how it's kind of yeah. panning out this winter. You know, maybe request a review unit or something to kind of play with one, because after the hype dies, I feel like that's where the real, you know, that's where the real testing comes in, because everything is good right out of the gate. You know, the horse looks beautiful and, you know, its shoe is on right and its its hair is just blowing in the wind as it's coming through the starting gates. But it's, you know, it's when it gets halfway down the track that you really start to see what's going on and it's so. all sweaty and it's no longer willing to put up with your crap anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no that, that's mm-hmm. exactly right i mean if i if i'm going to uh, if i'm going to buy one i i now i have sort of usually i have major purchases planned at least a year in advance like last year i was thinking well okay this desktop and this laptop are working fine but i have to i have to start like uh anticipating that i'm going to need to have a few thousand dollars right. set aside and so now part of that for like 2021 is in the fall of 2021 there might be a second edition of the of the surface duo and it might be even it might be much better than what's going on that's how you planned your smartphone buys right you said in the fall in october whatever year i can expect a new pixel to come out so maybe i should budget this much yep and i'll and I'll also say this that there's um there it's really a, a kind of a complicated calculus that I'm going through with all these purchases among them is um whereas 5 years ago definitely 10 years ago but maybe even 5 years ago it was always I needed I need a desktop I need a laptop and I need a phone right. and how okay my laptop is old what laptop am I going to buy it and upgrade it with now just 5 years later Things are so interesting in terms of how you can sort of. Sp- it's more like I've got a budget of X thousand dollars to solve my office computing needs, uh-huh. and one of yeah. them might be: well, what if instead of getting a notebook, you get a really, really good uh, iPad, and like a spend, exactly uh, not not just like the three hundred dollar one. What if you get like the twelve hundred dollar one, and you get the you get the good case and everything like that? Which can and would that be better than buying a two thousand dollar laptop? And would you much would it be much better? Uh, would it be better to then take five hundred of the eight hundred dollars you saved and put that into a much better desktop so that mm-hmm, you can get a desktop mm-hmm. that will run for ten years instead of? And so this is the Surface Duo is kind of impacting that because it, it, it at least puts the thought in my head of what if next year 
their idea of an ultra mobile is no longer this pixel book and it's no longer even the idea of an iPad, mm. but it is the idea of this brand new class of device that really, it does have a big enough screen even when folded that I could use it to put it on a desk and write like for three or four hours, like in the library with, with a nice little Bluetooth keyboard. Yeah. So it's, it, I mean, I, I, it's the exactly the sort of problem that I enjoy having this is, this is the opposite of the problem we were talking about at the start of the show where we have three, we have three almost identical music services. I'm switching to the third only because I've used the first two and they've both broken my heart. And so as a refugee, <laughs> I'm traveling to Spotify. This, this, however, is a situation where there are so many different kind of really excellent and interesting and exciting devices. And I have to think hard about which one is going to suit my needs the best. So maybe we just wait. This is a waiting year. Yeah. Uh, well, that about wraps it up. For us this week, my gosh, that was like a lot that actually happened this week. Um, I'm kind of happy that tomorrow's Friday and when everybody gets this, it will be Friday and they will be listening to just a recap of the week is really what we were doing here. A recap of everything that kind of barreled at us at once. Um, Hey, I don't know if you guys were aware, but uh, we've got a membership drive and we would love if you are not a member to maybe think about how often do you listen to this show? How often do you think of Andy and Flo when you are making buying decisions? Or maybe you're thinking, hey, I remember Andy and Flo said this thing about this thing the other day. Well, if that often crosses your mind, then maybe you might want to consider helping us out, becoming a member of Real AFM. There's lots of perks, including access to audio that you can't get anywhere else access to downloads you can't get anywhere else basically you you you're joining a fan club um is what's happening here and <laughs> and this this is this isn't like those like fan clubs in Japan where you have to like rehearse how you're going to beat the illuminated sticks together like during the songs or else you'll be ostracized right uh i i got listen we appreciate it i just want to say i realize fan it you know what? Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> it's the it's it's late here for Andy and I, and so we're gonna go we're gonna go put our foot in our mouths and go into bed. Um, Andy, have you got anything that you would like to point people to for this week? Uh, not well. Er, earlier this week, I've of all the weeks that I was on NPR, like early in the week, like sometimes, like the schedule is like really, really weird, and I, I'm on. I'm usually on Fridays. This would have been such a great week to like be I on know. my usual Friday afternoon. Uh, an epic. It would have been pretty, pretty, pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, but no, but you can still go to uh, wgbhnews.org uh, and uh, listen to the show I did on Monday, uh, in which we were talking about. It was it was a lifetime ago. I don't even remember. But we're most mostly talking about TikTok and, and other stuff like that. But still, it's you know the things to uh, nothing gold can stay, but very few things that are tech related are actual gold. So this this stuff can stay. And as usual, go to a not go for uh, on Twitter and Instagram to uh, get a load of other things I'm thinking about or working on. Wonderful. Uh, thank you, Andy, for being here and for everything. Just thank you for everything. Um, I was just checking to see if my article went up yet. I, I wrote about, uh, Chromebooks for Tom's guide, but I don't think that my article is up yet. Um, anyway, pretty soon you'll be able to see, you'll be able to find the best Chromebook for your kid. 
if uh, you're looking for that, because I know it's back to school, I I did that. I have a couple other guides coming out too. I, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of work over here on this end, which is why I'm going to go to sleep now. So thank you everyone for tuning in this week, uh, for being here. We can't wait to talk to you next week. And hey, by the way, if you become a member, you get our bonus episode that's coming out soon. So something to keep in mind. We're, we've decided on what we're going to be doing. It is a, mm-hmm. it is sort of like an action-adventure sort of uh, thing that we're going to be trying uh, that might have horrible With consequences. Moral. With a moral. exactly. <laughs> so, so, but, and I don't, want, I don't want to mislead you into thinking that this is like one of the things that like kids on TikTok are doing. We're not going to be doing the... You know, I don't even have a TikTok. Exactly, me neither. <laughs> so this is it's not as though we're going to be, hey, I just filled this entire bathtub with goldfish and sriracha ketchup and I'm going to eat my way through the entire thing woo, while setting my head on fire. Woo. Uh, we're talking about tech, a tech-related stunt that is will be illuminating into how our computers work uh, and basically doing the doing the thing that maybe you've been worrying about doing yourself, just wondering exactly how painful the issue would be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it from us then. Um, yes. For now, so long. Be safe. Wear a mask. Be good. See you in a week. Bye. <laughs> I'd say be kind to each other, but Ellen said that for years and years and years. Oh, and now no, look at it. she ruined it. You ruined it. <laughs> <laughs>